Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Oh my God, today's guest is someone who I adore. This is a powerhouse in every, every sense of the word. This woman just comes in. She commands a room. She is a, a, a motivational speaker. She is an author. She is a businesswoman. She is an entrepreneur. I can keep going down the list. But we have the great Elena Cardone on the show today. Elena, welcome to the show. I'm so excited for this conversation. Oh, thank you so much for having me and for such an extraordinary introduction. Thank you. You live every bit of that introduction. Thank every you. bit of it. Thank you know, you. It, and it, I will it, unapologetically accept that acknowledgement. Thank you. And you know what? That's it's one of the greatest things that I, I you and I met recently. I went down to Miami last month for the 10X conference, which was extraordinary, extraordinary. It's it's life changing, but it's what you and your husband have built and done over and over and over again for so many people. And it was so striking. I mean, it was really incredibly moving. You see people up there. You see people's stories. I mean, we're going to get into all of that. But it was just so extraordinary to see your strength also. And that was something that I admired so much. But I went right into it. And, you know, I went into your website and three words struck me on there. You have creating, building, and defending. And I actually love that. Tell me what each one of those things means to you. Well, creating an empire starts with um, a, a commitment to want to create or to want to do something beyond the ordinary. So the creation is the part of the, you know, willing to think bigger, like willing to accept more, willing to be open to the possibility of achieving more. And, you know, it sounds easy to do, but actually once confronted with it and being confronted with all the people around you that um, are, are comfortable being okay with normal, when you actually have to go out and, and, and face these people, it, it does present more of a challenge. So you do have to be willing to create something that is going to be outside of the understanding of most of the people around you. And then building is the actual actions that it takes. It's not just think and imagine and visualize and it happens. Like, no, there's actually a building, like an actual execution of the visualization. So what are those actions? Who do you need to have around you that supports you in your vision? What, uh, what self-enhancement courses or type actions do you need to take to become the person that you want to be that's then going to have this sort of a life that you want to create? And yeah. then, of course, the defending is the portion of it where you do have to confront that there are not such pleasant people out there, that there are people. That was the hardest thing for me to understand and confront uh, was that there are people actively seeking to destroy us, even with a friendly face on it. So that was very difficult for me to confront. But as you expand and as you grow and as you build 
something of value, then it's just inevitable. At some point, someone is going to want it or want you to not have it because they can't have it. And their big game in life because they can't produce their own products or services, then their game becomes, well, let's attack you and bring you down. And that's my game. And that's how I win since I can't do it myself. So uh, defending is just being able to have the assets and the resources of, of the protection that you need to continue to expand yes. and grow and be viable. And, you know, and that's powerful. And we're going to get back to defending in a little bit in this interview because it's powerful. But you know what? I remember something that I walked away from, which was incredible. It was success is your duty. Just think about that for a second. The power of that statement, it's your duty. What do you need to do to get there? It's your responsibility, right? That's a powerful statement. It really is a powerful statement and it really is your duty. And that, that is a, that is a coined expression by my husband, Grant Cardone. He says, success is your obligation, responsibility and, and duty. Um, And, and, and here's the thing, like if everyone was taking the responsibility of becoming a success, not just in their careers, but in their marriage and with their friendships and with their community or with their church or religion or whatever, like those, the people that are on point and actually going toward and achieving success, those are not the people that are trying to tear down anyone else because they're too busy trying to build their, their, their creation. And that's what makes you happy in life is being successful and going for a goal and winning. And, 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 and that is not greedy to achieve that. Actually, you becoming successful and sharing your products and services with me, and you you can solve a problem for me, and I could be benefited from something that you created. You're actually not being greedy. You're actually taking the responsibility for me so that I can have a better life um, because of having known you. It's the people that don't make success their duty, who don't care, who withhold themselves from the population and then hate themselves and then act out or whatever. Those are the people that are really kind of the, I think the greedy ones because they're not, they're not allowing me to exchange with them or to, to have a piece of them, you know, like to, to, to be able to share with. So they're kind of stopping the flow of kind of how I think it should work on this planet. You know what I always say? It's not selfish. It's selfless. It is. Because you're sharing with others, right? And that's exactly it. And that is it. And and a lot of times people from the sidelines that are not actively playing in the game of life on a big enough level to their magnitude, they can sit there and be critical or judge someone in a position like we put ourselves in, but they don't realize the amount of selflessness that it does take to be open, to be transparent, to share, to be so accessible, to running 15 companies to, and they think, oh, they're, they're entitled or they're this or they're that, or they're, you know, like they want to make assumptions again, it's to justify them not doing enough. And you did the first two steps of creating and building. 
Exactly. Right. That didn't just happen. Creating and building a lot that of didn't just happen. A lot of, a lot of sacrifices. You know, yes. I say, oh I say build an empire, how to have it all. And you can have it all. But what people have to understand is that that will come with sacrifice. Of course. What are you willing to give up in order to be where you want to go? Yes. And you will have to give up something, whether it's uh, dinner dates with your girlfriends where that isn't producing anything, but just that, you yeah. know, or sacrificing friends or fancy dinners or fancy clothes or fancy cars or whatever in order to pay the price today so that you can pay any price in the future. I love that. That's that's so true. All right. Now, take me back. So you were a very successful actress and model. How did the transition happen to the persona that is before me today of Elena Cardell? What was that transition? Well, that transition was very difficult because I moved to Los Angeles from New Orleans at 17. I knew no one. I was this very strong, independent woman. I, you know, or so I thought, I thought I had to do everything on my own. I couldn't, you know, for sure, I couldn't have any sort of dependency on a man uh, for anything. And, and so I was an actress and, and I was successful, not to the level where, you know, no one knows my name as an actress, but, you know, I, I, I bought a house, I had cars, wow. I, you know, I was in my early 20s, I was successful for, yeah. for that age, right? And so um, in 2008, I was, I was married to Grant. I was still operating as this independent woman. You're not going to tell me what to do. I'm the boss. Of the, like we were vying for these power positions. We had been married for four years in 2008, four years. And we were each creating on our own things, but then coming home and I was still vying for this power position, like this male, female kind of thing. Like I had to be this independent woman. I couldn't let women around the world down and no man was going to control me. I was like really nutso, but yet I'm married. You see, I wouldn't even cook them a meal because I was like, I'm not, I'm not a kitchen. Like I'm not like, I was crazy. But anyway, 2008 came. There were no acting jobs. And let's face it, I'm not a Meryl Streep. You know, I'm very open and real of what my strengths and weaknesses are. I wasn't Meryl Streep. There was no offers to go play opposite Tom Cruise or Johnny Depp. I'm pregnant with our first child. The economy collapses. Grant's business, as he knows it, is over. No one's knocking on my door for, you know, pregnant actress role. And we were really at a, at a crossroads, like we were on the verge of losing everything. And back then it was not even remotely close to what it is now, sure. uh, but we were on the verge of literally losing it all. So 2008, I had to look at real life and realistically what was going on. And, and Grant had more of a chance at that time to get us out of losing everything. So that's when I had to risk. This is what I consider my first entrepreneurial move because an entrepreneur is willing to put everything at risk for something to pay off. And so that's when I traded in the acting career in order to trade up. I put all my chips on Grant Cardone. I was like, I will, I will become the support I will become all the behind the scenes operations to support him to getting us out of this situation financially. 
And he had a better chance of doing that at the time. And I risked all of the women around the world saying I was a sellout. I was, you know, some, you know, whatever, acquiescing to a guy or some subservient woman, you know, and I risked all of that. And I said, I don't care. This is my husband. I'm going all in on him, on us, on empire. It's a partnership. And it paid off. Yeah, you know, because because I because I, I say in the book, find the one you trust and build an empire. I specifically say find the one you trust and build an empire and not the one you love, because come on, that's a given. But you also have to take it to the next level where I have to be able to to be trusted that even when we're fighting or, you know, cause we've been married for 17 years. Let me tell you, there have been fights or there have been moments where I'm like, I really don't like this person and vice versa. But right. in those moments, I can be trusted to execute on my role. So we figure right. and vice versa. So in order to solve this problem of this male female thing in 2008, I said, okay, I went to Grant and I said, hey, I have this vision of this empire. I want the plane. I want the this. I want, and it was unfathomable at the time. It sure. made him so angry because all we're trying to do is not lose everything. And I'm talking about empires and this and that. And, and he was furious. But I said, I, I have the vision. That's yes. my strong suit. Uh, this is this is your role. I got real honest. Your strengths are the money, the finances, the business. I was an artist. I don't I, I have to count on my fingers to count to 21 at blackjack. Like, no joke. It's embarrassing. But um, so I said, I'm I'm good at this. I'm good at protecting. I'm good at PR. I'm good at like like so I'm going to I'm good at I, not because I am a woman, but it just so ironically works out. I happen to be a really good parent and nurturing and home environment. And so, so that part yeah. did kind of seem more traditional male, female, but it happens to be what I'm really good at artistically and creatively and the vibes and the energy. So I say, I'm the boss of all of these roles. You're the boss of all of this. You run your departments. I'll trust you to execute on those. I will just be a sounding board. And I run all of these divisions and the same. You don't get to bypass me. When you walk into my house under my ceiling, I am the boss. That's like it. you do not go to Grant and bypass me in my role or prepared to get attacked. <laughs> but again, now when I'm in Grant's office, I'm the boss's wife. Yes, but I am not equal in the business as Grant, even though we're equal in marriage. Like sure. I am a smart woman. Like Grant knows more than me. I am his junior in that department. Right, right. So I understand where everything fits and I'm not confused and we're not confused. And what that did was it allowed us to work in a coordinated, collaborated effort, each pulling 100%. We are not 50-50 relationship. We're all in 100-100 with a specific goal of reaching a heightened level of success. And so I push him, he pushes me, we execute and we win. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. When I met you last month, I had uh, I was I watched you at one point. You were sitting in, in in the front row. I was in the second row, and I looked over and I glanced at you, and you had your beautiful daughter in your lap. You were looking up on the stage at Grant, and then you turned around and you looked at the audience, and you were protecting everyone. You were protecting that entire room, and I understood it, and I had just met you. 
That's and I thought that was so beautiful because it was just a moment. There was no cameras on you. It was just a pure moment. It was like you were just holding your daughter. You were looking up at Grant and you looked around and you scan and you scanned the whole room and you just <laughs> wanted to make sure everyone was okay. Tell me that sense of responsibility. Where does that come from? Is that just the fact that it's those are your lanes and those are your roles or is it deeper than that? I think it is. That is what I'm good at. And that is my lane. And so that is automatic. Like who I hang out with are a lot of military. I train, I, I, I shoot guns. I've, I've done three gun tactical. Like I'm like the only friends that I really have are all of those guys that, you know, I'm always thinking like, how do I think? Because my role, I'm so viciously protective. Like I want, like, I'm always looking, how can I protect Grant? How can I protect the office? How can I protect the kids? Like that's in my nature. So I'm always scanning. I always have a plan. I always have a backup plan. Like I like, and, and, and other people around me don't do that, you know? So I know in scenarios and, and I know this, unfortunately, because I happened to be in the Las Vegas shooting at the time. Oh, my God. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh. Oh and God. that was the first time that I actually, you know, the good thing that came out of that, if, you know, you can actually oh. say something like that. But the good thing that came out of that w- for me was before then, I never knew what I would do or how I would act. I only had it up in my head. But when that opportunity, you know, again, it's so weird to kind of talk about it like this, but objectively speaking, when that situation presented itself, um, you know, and how I went on automatic and how I just, I ran everyone into like a safe quarters. And just my point is, and I calmed everyone down, the women that were crying and the thing, and yeah. I made everyone have a plan and we had this and I staged the whole thing. And this is what's going to happen if this person comes in this door with this thing, you know? And so what I mean by all of that was I, I, I got to meet who I am in situations and the training really does kick in. And um, so, yeah, that is that's just one of my strengths, you know? So in dallying up who does what? That instinctually is something I have always had awareness about. And so I just assume that responsibility because it comes naturally to me and I'm gifted in that area. I am not gifted in accounting. I am gifted in knowing how to think, predict, avoid, um, take action, lead a group. I'm very certain and confident in high stressful situations, even while my hands are shaking, I can still function above average in those type situations. You're the lioness and anyone who's in your tribe, you're going to protect. For sure. That's it. Million percent. Like for real, not like, you know, know. people say like the ride or die and all that. No, 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 no. Like for me, like, Like, I know who I am. I know that I know I I am real deal when it comes to that. I know that I ethically would do the right thing to protect the people that are good in this world. And, you know, and that probably came from early on because 17 is really young to go into like L.A. and start. You knew you had to protect yourself. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? So it's almost yeah. like that starts really early. I want to I want to ask you about discipline because you mentioned about some of the the uh, the shooting, but you're actually being very humble. You're actually a competitive sharpshooter, and that actually <laughs> comes. I did some research, and that actually comes with a lot of discipline. Talk to me about what discipline means to you, because well, I know you are disciplined. Yeah, discipline to me does is is very different than motivation. Discipline yes. to me is doing it anyway. Discipline to me is. Um, very contrarian to what you we're conditioned to believe in society, which is um, really exploring these feelings and the feelings and the feelings. And there is a time and a place for that. And I'm not saying feelings aren't bad, but specifically addressing discipline, I do not listen to my feelings. Because most of the time I do not want to train. I do not want to get up early. I hate working out, you know, but I do it every day for an hour and a half. Like that, like I do it anyway. Like I, I don't wait for motivation because I know it'll never come to me. I'm not that blessed person. There are some people that I know that love the gym. I wish I was one of those people. I'm not one of those people. So for me, do discipline is doing it anyway, no matter how uncomfortable it feels, no matter how miserable I am, whether my voice is shaking, whether my knees are trembling or my mouth gets dry. Like I don't love, like every time before growth con, yeah. um, and I have to speak, even though it's odd because I'm an actress, it's not like I'm scared of the audience, but that's just not my world. Like my world is scripted and cameras and I'm, I'm comfortable in that world, but like going out, I just, I, I suffer like the week before tremendous. That's amazing. Suffering. Like I would prefer not to do it, but because success is my duty and because I know that the information that I have, if I'm not just willing to say it to even help one person by maybe something that they heard that could change the trajectory of their life, then by listening to my little feelings of, no, I don't want to, or I'm not a good speaker or you know, I, that that's just not my thing. Then I'm withholding from somebody else. So I have to use discipline to just do it anyway, like that's go right. out there and deal with being uncomfortable with the body somatics or whatever is going on and just do it anyway. Have the hard conversation today. Uh, a, a girl, you know, broke up with me over a text, you know, cause we were, we were looking at kind of a business endeavor together and she didn't even have the, you know, she couldn't, she didn't have the courage to pick up the phone and just have the conversation with me. You know what I'm saying? Like she sent it to me in a text and it's like, that's not discipline. Discipline is you don't burn bridges. You, 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 you know, man up, you woman up, you woman up and you have the hard conversations. You don't chicken poop out of a situation. Like you want to, you want to go do something else. You went in another direction. That's fine. I'm not going to hold it against you, but at least be brave enough or show some courage to just pick up a phone and have a talk with me. I thought we were friends. That's right. You know, and that's discipline. That's discipline. That is absolutely discipline. And it's actually coming back to one of the earlier things that you sort of said that most people are not comfortable with normal. Right. So she was uncomfortable with normal. Picking up the phone, if you have a disagreement with a friend, is normal. Right. It's normal. Yes. That's normal. So that is being uncomfortable with normal. And that's that's right. It's it's crazy. I want to I want to get to your book because you actually wrote. Build an empire. There it is. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm very proud of this book, you know, because if you heard my growth con speech, like I was not, uh, like I am not a school person. Like I, I did good in school, but because I could memorize, but my thing was an artist. So I was always daydreaming. I was always, I didn't understand why am I being made to learn, you know, science or social studies or, you know, what, what is the point? No one, I, I just, I didn't get it. You know, and so when I wrote this book and actually could sit still and yeah. get my like, this was like a giant book report to me. And uh, anyway, I'm proud of this book. Continue. But, you know, it's the idea of no, but you should, because it's building an empire that you and Grant did really effectively for yourselves. But you turned around and did it for so many other people. And so on that stage, when people would come up and say what you have done for them, what you and Grant did for their business, for their life, how mm -hmm. they actually went from here to there and was able to sort of do that. You empowered people. And so, you know, there's, the, the, there's, the, 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 there's greatness in that because empowering means that there's power in that. You gave someone power. And so that is incredible. That is extraordinary because very few people can say that. It's very few people can sort of imagine if it's harnessing power, right? You can keep it for yourself. Totally. You can give it to others. Right. And that's when you empower. That's right. right? And so that is what I find so beautiful with what you and Grant do. Because you Thank empower you. countless of people. Tell me what that feels like for you. Well, that is... Others the point of where we're at in our life right now. And it, and it is not easy I know. Um, because you have to have such a strong sense of self. You have to understand that there is no scarcity. You have to understand that the more, you know, a, a lot of people don't want to empower because a lot of people take it and steal it. That's so right. we've been stolen. We've been knocked off. We've been stabbed in the back. But we continue to keep empowering and put it out there, knowing that we're an endless plethora of knowledge because we're constantly studying ourselves. That's we're right. constant. We didn't read, reach a point and say, oh, now we're 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 at a point where there's nothing else to learn. Like I just I'm always putting myself in that position. So. So we're at a point now where back again, I'm going to take you back to 2008 where again, we were on the verge of losing it all. And I said, we said that if we ever got to the place where we are today, that we would never close the curtains like wealthy people do. And I understand why I have a whole new perspective and understanding. I understand why they shut the curtains because it's very difficult and it's easy to protect yourself when you're not having to be put yourself out there for what That's goes right. on. So I understand it. But we said, if we make it to this point, it is our responsibility. These two kids, I call myself a kid here, Grant and myself, these two kids from Louisiana. He's from Lake Charles. I'm from New Orleans. If we can do it, then we know all of our people, you know, all the people just like us that like weren't supposed to make it. You know, I never went to college. I'm, 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 you know what I mean? Like, if we hack the system and we can help other people understand the, 
the con job that you've been taught by society to keep you in that lower rung so that only the selective few can have the information, like if we break the code, then we're then anyone else that wants to walk in our shoes and get fast tracked and learn the do's and the don'ts and the exact path of what we did, then we made a decision that we would not withhold that just for ourselves. So now that we have attained this and I have all of the generational wealth or whatever you want to call this. um, And, and those things are important, you know, to have, to have trophies, you know, I have a plane, I have two helicopters, I have a beautiful place to live. I can travel and stay anywhere in the world. I can buy Chanel. I can, you know, all of these things that were fantasies for me, they're important because they, they solidify and validate all the sacrifices and all the choices that I made or we made when I say me, I mean, we, but all the right choices that we've made and all the right choices that we've made by avoiding all the bad decisions and the bad people. So those are validations. However, those things don't make me, me. Those are just things that I get to enjoy in this life. And they do bring me happiness when it's called for. If, you know, if I'm in a fight with my husband, husband and I go fly on my plane, it doesn't make me happy, you know, or, or if, you know, my child is sick and I get a Chanel purse, I'm not going to be happy. But if I get a Chanel purse when everything is great, or I take a flight on my plane when everything's great, my mood just comes up and I'm a little more happy. (laughs) But the real spiritual freedom or the real spiritual gain, which is what you know, I am seeking now at this point in my life, and so is Grant, are those spiritual deposits. So now it's about making a difference. It's about legacy. It's about what is the impact of a, you know, a a quote unquote, not so smart, you know, you gave up on me. I was never supposed to make a girl from New Orleans. How far can she go with the reach that she has to help other people? How much can we grow? What is the effect? And that is the game. That makes me happy. Like I can ride on my plane, but my plane doesn't give me that. My plane gives me comfort of not having to take my shoes off in an airport, you know, but it doesn't give me spiritual deposits in my universe. So let's stay on that for a moment because what you have built and it's sort of like, and it goes back to that idea of empowering others, right? But then you also got to a certain level of great success here, but it's not like what you just said, you didn't close the curtains. You not only opened the curtains to show others, but now you have incredible philanthropic efforts that you're doing. Talk to me a little bit about that, because that's also such a beautiful thing that you and Grant are doing. Well, Grant started, you know, and of course I'm supporting him in this, but this was really his creation and his, um, his baby is the Grant Cardone foundation because, you know, he grew up without a father. His father wasn't, uh, he, his father passed away when he was 10. And so he, 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 you know, on his own admission says that his life took a direction for the wrong path because of the lack of a father in his life, you know, to, to set him on course and probably the loss of all of that and whatnot. So he is greatly um, pulled for that direction to help 
children without fathers and underprivileged children without fathers and mothers too, of course, we're not just, but you know, he really, so we have the Grant Cardone Foundation, which is helping children without fathers. And we're helping them with financial literacy and learning about how to build empires and how to create and how to surround yourself with the right people. And so we're raising money for that, but we've done so many other charities, make a wish, several philanthropic endeavors that I'm supporting locally as well as, you know, all over. That's amazing because that's part of what your whole legacy is. And I'm so, I'm so glad you used that word because it is what you're leaving behind to your two beautiful daughters and everyone that's a part of who is your world. And that's a beautiful legacy to leave behind. And I want to ask you something that's fun now, your next chapter. Mm. And mm. so now you just started a whole new career. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> I know. So I just. You're the most popular agent at EXP. You've been there a month. <laughs> I'm so Talk excited. I have, I have big visions about where we're going, where I can go, where I want to go. You know, a lot of doubts too. And it's scary yeah. because I'm like, you know, I'm the curtain is open. What is she going to do? Is she going to fail? But I'm constantly. Yeah. Always, this I just know that just goes on. It's just the discipline. It's like let the racket go on and just keep taking action, keep building, right. keep creating. With every decision you make, you're either creating or destroying. So as long as I make enough creating and minimalistic destroy, I know I'm always going to move ahead and grow and expand. So I just, you know, I just keep going. What I know, what I know. But EXP is, I think, the opportunity there is going to be. Um, just a marriage made in heaven for me. I personally have been looking for, you know, I hate to say my own thing because I never wanted to sound like I'm separating from you or I'm going off into my own individualistic thing. Cause I know yep. people can misunderstand that. It's what we talked about in the beginning. Yep. Grant and I are very much a unit He's the one that, you know, I kind of ended up getting involved in this in the first place because he and Glenn Sanford That's right. worked out an agreement and a deal and they needed a realtor. So I raised my hand because, you know, why not? I'm an asset. I contribute. I was like, I can do the course. But then I learned about all the other opportunities and what, what you don't know maybe is that I have been looking for the, the correct marriage for me. Um, at this point in my life, I am interested in being the woman behind the entire like force of yes. people. I want to be what I was for Grant, but for everyone helping them reach the heightened level of success and building that empire. So with this opportunity at EXP, I, it, it's just, it aligned perfectly. I'm like, wait a minute, I can lead the world's largest real estate team. I can help develop and create, you know, this whole 10X family, EXP yes. family. And, and just, so it's like, for me, it was a no brainer. And now I'm going to learn the whole sales side. And what I plan on developing on that side is just, it's going to be global. It's going to be huge and amazing. And it's a You've very- You've already started talking fun. about some global opportunities. You've I'm talking about global opportunities, major global opportunities. Yes. And, you know, it's just a, it's just another 
another avenue for for us to be able to reach more. That's you know, I want global. I want global. I, 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 you know, when you have no money and I've had no money, I've been to the point where I could not afford a Starbucks. I, you know, I bounced a rent check, you know, like I've had, but not no money to where, you know, I never had a roof and I never slept on a dirt floor, but I've had no money to where I was scared. Like, where is the next paycheck coming from? And it's painful. Um, so once and, and when you're in that phase of when you you can't take care of your own self, you can't think about taking care of anybody else. That's right. A family, a community, That's you know, right. your group or the world like the world just becomes like this, like it's out there, like it's not even real to people. Yeah. And then as you come up with the responsibility level, like I can take care of myself. Wow. OK, I have an abundance now. And yes. that's, an, that's what empires are built on. Yes, abundance right. of finance, abundance of courage, of integrity, of honor. That's what an empire is built on. That's the foundation of, so once you take care of yourself, then it's like, oh, wow, I can take care of my family. And you get that in. Once you finish taking care of your family, you're like, whoa, I can now help and support and take care of my community and my group of people. And then you get to a point where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm actually helping with my community and my group and I'm there and I'm helping with the fundraisers and the this and the that and I'm donating to the police department and this and that and the fire department and, and, and you got that. And then you're like, holy cow, I think I can actually help the globe. And that's where I am now. It's like, wow. <laughs> the we circle have keeps getting bigger, right? The circle's getting bigger. It's like, that's wow, right. it's not just me. The more that you're willing to take responsibility for, the more you can take responsibility for. So we're at an, a level in our our life now where it's like if we don't go global then then i'm i'm actually, i'm creating a transgression against myself wow. because i know i have the potential to help more so if you have the potential to help more why aren't you and i would be creating a transgression on the planet of people that i can help by not helping them if I could. So that's the phase I'm at right now is like, I, I, is, I have no choice. That's incredibly powerful. I love this. I'm gonna ask you an interesting question. What piece of advice would you give your 10 year old self from the perspective you have now? Oh, oh gosh, this is so easy for me. At 10 years old, I would say, Learn how to be the best friend to yourself. Oof. Learn how to be the best friend to yourself. Learn how to hold yourself accountable. Learn how to forgive yourself and learn how to trust yourself, especially at 10. Because at 10, you think you're at an age where you're made to believe because you're a child that other people or adults know more than you or have more than you, or you're not as, or this or that. And you're kind of dependent on somebody else to like give you something for your validation, especially at 10 years old. And at 10 years old, I would say to my 10 year old self, I would say, just because I am young or don't know, doesn't mean I don't know more what's right for me than let's say an adult. But as a 10-year-old, 
because I am still a child, I must respect adults, but don't assume that they know more than I do just because they're adults. And that's what I would take because I have made that mistake even as an adult. I have made the mistake less than 10 years ago. I have made a mistake in assuming that uh, like some billionaires were better than me because they were billionaires and we weren't even close to it at that point. And if we hooked up with them, but and I compromised our integrity mm-hmm. by ignoring all of the red flags that came along with them. And I compromised our integrity and our worth because, because they were billionaires and they had built the business and they had. So I gave them more power than I knew we had. And it, and it ended up being an extreme detriment. So that's what I would tell my 10 year old self. I would say, look, you don't need to go outside of yourself. You have it within it. Mine the gold within yourself. If I don't have confidence, what can I do for the confidence? Where do I need the training? Where can I get better? Where can I be more consistent in my actions to believe in myself? How do I give it to myself? You don't need a friend. You don't need to go outside of yourself to like find something that's already in you. You have to do the work to bring it out in you. Yeah, there's probably countless people that are going to hear this that probably needed to hear just that. So that's pretty amazing. Thank you. And I spent way too many years beating myself up. And yeah, what I do to myself or used to do to myself inside my own head was so vicious and so evil. And I would never treat a friend that way. And one day I had that realization. Why don't I treat myself as good as I do my friends? My friends, I would never talk to like that. My friends, I would say, okay, knock it off. Okay. You can learn from this experience. How can you get better? But why are you beating? Like, I wouldn't let my friends treat themselves like that. Right. You know? talk them said, out of it. Yes, of course. And then that's when I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to be my own best friend. I love that. What's the greatest lesson you ever learned in your career? Okay. The greatest lesson I've ever learned in my career is, I mean, there's so many, gosh, I've studied people. I I learned how to read red flags, but the, the thing that I would say was the best for me and the most liberating and free for me is when I stopped assuming that things are supposed to be a certain way because society tells me it's supposed to be that way. You're supposed to have this work-life balance and everyone's trying to seek work-life balance. And like that, like that might, like if there's a person that has that, go study them and, and do every, if that's what you want. But like, I just know for me, I'm never having work-life balance, like, because it doesn't exist for me. And maybe that's just where I'm at in my life right now. I do priority. I do. My life doesn't look like normal people. My life is created as I'm creating it. And so I'm always having so many things come in that I have to learn how to manipulate and, 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 and move. And, and it's not going to be what other people are doing because other people aren't doing what I'm doing. Other people aren't going global. Other people aren't starting two new businesses when I have 15 other ones and a husband and kids that I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like other people, other people aren't married to like 
like a Grant Cardone and the That's and true. the tornado that that is, and and what it's taken to to deal with that, and and not only deal with it but support it for and seventeen thrive. years. So why am I going to go look at what other people think is work-life balance and try to be what they have? They're never going to, I like, I can never do that because I'm not, it's so stop comparing. And then, you know, like with the love life, you know, like, you know, I had these assumptions of, especially in the beginning of my marriage, that it was supposed to be this like, you know, this like honeymoon phase. And when he would walk in the door, he would be like, oh my God, this is my hot, sexy wife. And I'm so in love and, and, you know, and I'm a romance, you know, I'm a romantic and, and I come from, from theater and movies and like, you know, like, and so like, I get confused and I think, oh, that's real life. But what comes in the door is the animal that I sent out the door to go slay the dragon to, to be able to work for the, all the things that we have, but, and that comes in the door, not the other thing, you know, right, right. And, and then life tells you that it's supposed to be that way. And then my life looks different. And so what do I do and validate it, think it's wrong and think I have to end it instead of figuring out how to be creative. And like, what is love? Like we're conditioned to think love is, you, you know, especially if you're a woman, you know, that you have to turn off the phone and the TV and the computer and honey, you can't work. And if this is our time and we're going to sit on the sofa and we're going to hold hands and that's love. And so, you know, then the more I didn't get that, the more I thought I'm not loved or like I'm losing out. And then yeah. I realized, well, what is love for me? For me, Elena Cardone, what is that for me? And I'm like, no, it's not proving that you have to love me on the, on this time and this time. For me, it's the biggest act of love I can give or receive is when I can help Grant reach his goals and his dreams. And when he can help me reach my goals and my dreams, that's love to me. I don't need the handhold. Maybe somebody else does that. And that's their thing. And that's their thing. They should know that's their thing and go all in and do your thing. But that's not my thing. My thing is I, in this lifetime, want to hit my goals and my dreams. And I want to push myself beyond my limits. And, and when I do that, I live like in this heightened level of success. And that's where I'm happy. That's where I'm in love. That's what keeps me in love with the same man for 17 years, because we're constantly moving and growing motivating and each other. Yeah. And fortifying and like, you know, the, the, the hard times, like, chunk, we just made that happen. Now it's like, God, I love you even more. It's like, oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're awesome. One final question in your book of life. What's this chapter called? Well, since we mentioned it so many times, I would say uh, this chapter is called Legacy either legacy in the making or legacy making. Yeah. I love it. You know, something like that. that. This is the new chapter. I haven't done it yet. This is what I'm about to do. I'm about to create the legacy of what is my legacy. And no one's going to know me or admire me because I flew in a plane that they never flew in or the helicopters I have. People are going to know me or talk about me beyond my death because I help them. Your actions. Change 
the trajectory of their life by something I said or did or provided a piece of support to them and their family to get to the height and level of success. So we're in the legacy making chapter now. I love this. I got to tell you, Elena, you are one of the most inspirational people I've ever met. You are so incredible and you're so loving because it was what we were talking about before. You have the keys to the kingdom. You could actually lock that door, but you're actually opening it. And that is such a beautiful heart that you and Grant have to share this with the world. And it's been an honor to have you on the show. And I'm so looking forward to the friendship that we'll be developing with EXP and getting to know you and the union that your company has done with, with EXP and how we're going to grow this globally. And just thank you for so much that you give of yourself. Oh, you're so welcome. And thanks for doing what you're doing. And thank you for having me on the show today. It's been my, my honor. Thank you, Elena. And thank okay, you for all you. of you for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.